0: Visit activeskinrepair.com to learn more about Active Skin Repair and to get 20% off your order, use code CLUTTERFREE. Again, that's activeskinrepair.com and use code CLUTTERFREE to get 20% off your order. You're listening to Be Minimalist with Deanna Yates, episode number 136. On today's episode, I'm sharing three strategies to help you get your paper clutter under control. The truth is that we are always going to have papers in our life to deal with. And so it's important to figure out how to keep them from becoming clutter in the first place. And that is what today's episode is all about. Well, hello there and happy Wednesday, my wannabe minimalist friend. If you are returning, welcome back. As always i am so excited you're here and if this is your first time here well then welcome to the show i hope you enjoy what you hear that you learn something that will help in your life and that you choose to come back for more today was inspired by the declutter challenge that i am hosting at the moment it's the avalanche declutter challenge and if you are looking to jumpstart your decluttering and organization efforts Well, we would love to have you. I did this challenge personally a couple years ago and it transformed our home, so I know it can work. And I am actually trying my best to complete it again. But as I've been decluttering for years, this one is definitely more challenging. But I am finding way more to declutter than I thought possible, so it's still working for me. Anyway, we have a great group doing the challenge and we are live right now, so we would love to have you on board. You can find the link to sign up for the Avalanche to Clutter Challenge in the show notes or on my website at wannabeclutterfree.com slash 136. Again, that's wannabeclutterfree.com forward slash the number 136. And before we get too far, I do want to give a shout out to Spring, Summer, Fall, Winter, who left this review on Apple Podcasts. And I quote, very helpful show, five stars. I know this show is directed at moms, but as a college student, this show has really helped me learn how I want to run my life as an adult. I feel lucky to have found it when I did, and it has helped me build the skills to start adulthood in a happy, simple, and productive way. Thanks. End quote. Well, you are so very welcome, spring, fall, summer, winter, and I am just so happy that I can help you on your journey. I am also an aunt to a college kid and a somewhat recent college grad, so perhaps my auntiness is coming through a bit. But no matter what, I am thrilled to be part of your journey, and I wish you all the best as you embark on adulthood. All right, let's get back to why you are here today. It's paper clutter, and I want to give us three ways that we can tame it. So strategy number one is to give incoming paper a place to land. So one of the biggest challenges with paper is the amount of mail and schoolwork and all of that paper that comes into our homes every single day. Now, sadly, a lot of this cannot be stopped. And so we have to do something with it. The first thing that you can do to tame your paper clutter is to give it a place to exist. Because if paper doesn't have an inbox or a home, it will end up everywhere. And we know this, right? It's a recipe for disaster. And having your paper everywhere is when bills don't get paid, you scramble last minute for gifts because a birthday party was forgotten about, the documents for that insurance payment request or for a passport renewal, well, those can't be found because there's no system in place, right? These are just a few examples. But These are the kinds of things that happen when we don't have a system for our papers, when paper is everywhere, and we just can't find what we need when we need it. Now, all of that can be solved, and it starts by creating an inbox for all of the papers that come into your home. From there, you can create systems and routines to deal with that paper. But even in just giving it a place to go, it's going to help stop so many of your paper headaches. I promise it really does help. And the better news is that it doesn't have to be some fancy filing system, right? We don't have to have a big routine or a big complicated system um, in place. We don't have to have all the file folders. We don't have to have it color coordinated. We don't have to have any of that. If we just have a simple box or a tray, that is the best way to get started. And I'll give you a pro tip here. I want you to try to keep the inbox to a reasonable size, right? Don't get a giant box where all the papers are going to go and you can basically throw an entire year's worth of paper in there. You want to keep it small so that you are forced to kind of deal with those papers on a fairly regular basis, right? Or at least it reminds you to process those papers. So where do I recommend you actually place this home for your papers, right? You're going to need to put it somewhere in your house and it's going to depend on the layout of your home. But most of my clients keep their paper in their entryway, their kitchen, or their office. Now, it needs to be a convenient place. It should be centrally located in your home so that everyone can remember to put the incoming papers there, right? Make this convenient, right, for everybody. Don't make it just convenient for you. Don't hide it away in your office on the other side of the house just because you're the one that deals with the papers. Put this somewhere where everybody can put their papers, so it doesn't fall on you. It becomes a team effort and everybody can contribute equally. And the good news is, because it doesn't have to be this complicated system, you can actually start it today. You do not need any supplies. You don't need anything fancy. You don't have to, um, you know, make it pretty if you don't want to. You can just get a box. I'm sure you have one from Amazon lying around. Just put a box somewhere and you're ready. That can be your paper home until you figure out the system that works for you. And then you can get a prettier inbox Once you figure out, you know, where it should live and it can, um, you know, maybe you'll want a standing file folder. Maybe you'll want a hanging file folder. Maybe you'll just want the box. So just start simple. Once you get it down, get the routine down, then you can upgrade. Okay. so once we have a place for our papers to go, it's time to implement strategy number two. And that is to stop the paper from coming in if possible. Now, the best way to deal with paper clutter is to make sure you never get it in the first place, right? Of course, that's not always possible, but we can cut down a lot on our mail. And so the easiest way to do this is to sign up for electronic statements and bills. You've probably done this for some of your statements. Maybe you've done this for all of them. But just give yourself a second to review the bills that you do get and see if there's any that maybe have upgraded to new online systems that you can get online now. Or, you know, maybe you just forgot one and it kind of just kept getting put off on the back burner. Maybe you can sign up for an electronic statement today. And we do this for all of our statements and bills. Basically, we have um, all of our bank statements online and practically all of our bills come to my email. I think the only one we still receive a paper bill for is the water bill. And as I just told you to check on it, I'm going to do that when I'm done recording this as well. So I will give you an update if I'm able to do it electronically now. I don't know if I am. And if you haven't thought about electronic statements or bills in a while, right? Here's ones, Here are the ones that I want you to make sure you're signed up for. So statements that you can sign up for electronically are things like bank statements, car loans, student loans, mortgages, and credit cards. And then for bills, you can sign up for electronic bills for things like utilities, phone service, um, cable service, internet. You know, often there's a lot of bundles there. So just make sure that everything can be, um, if they're bundled together, that you're getting one bill and it makes it a lot easier. And then emailed statements, I want to talk about this too, because sometimes people are concerned about security. So email statements are actually more secure than paper statements. Um, Because think about it, what's easier for a stranger to open? Your mailbox or your email? For a lot of us, our mailbox is on the street with no security measures in place. So it's pretty simple to open. And you know, That way we can cut down on some identity theft and things like that when you have it more securely come to your email. And generally when you sign up for email statements, what happens is you get the email notice that the statement is available. Then you go to download it, right? It will sign you into the app or it'll sign you into the website where you can get the statement and download it. So it's not actually coming into your email. So it's pretty secure and then once you have your electronic statements set up go ahead and create folders in your email program so that you can file them away if you do get them actually emailed to you or you can download the statements and you can save them in a folder on your computer now i would advise you to be conscientious when you set up these folders because for most bills you can discard them after a year or two and if you've organized them in a folder based on the year it makes it much easier to go in and delete them later so you can either set them up by the type of bill that you're getting. Maybe it's the credit card. You know, you have a certain credit card. You put all those credit card bills in one folder um, and then maybe you put all of those into a year or you have the credit card folder with the years inside. And so you can delete them. However, whichever works better for your organization. But just be careful when you're setting them up because s- doing a little bit of extra work now is going to save you a lot of headaches later on. And we'll talk about kind of keeping your papers in a minute, but. Anyway, I don't want to get too far into that. Just think about as you're setting them up um, to name them in a way that you would know what year they are and to put them in an organized fashion if you can. Okay. so my bonus pro tip here is to actually save yourself time and energy in the future by setting up electronic payments at the same time you set up electronic statements. So if you are on a steady income and a budget, then absolutely do this. If your income can fluctuate, then maybe you don't set up the automatic payments and you just set up the electronic statements. But if you have the ability to budget for all of these bills that come regularly, I highly recommend you set that up because it is one of my favorite ways to clear mental space. And it helps me so much on a daily basis, knowing that the important stuff in my life is taken care of, regardless of how busy my day gets, my week gets. Or my month gets right? I can have things can be really busy sometimes, and it's very easy to forget that it's the first of the month or the fifteenth or whatever day you normally pay your bills, and when they're set up to be automatically sent, then you don't have to worry about it, and you can just come in and do the banking reconciliation later and you know just making sure all your accounts are um are uh, balanced. okay, that's what I'm looking for, okay. So of course, there's always going to be some paper, right? But there are other ways to stop it. So we've just talked about setting, signing up for electronic statements for all those papers that we do need to get that are important in our life. We still want to have access to that stuff, but we don't necessarily need to have the physical paper for it. But there's other papers that we just get because we just get them. And so just like you can unsubscribe from emails, you can opt out of a lot of physical mail too. And I have a little tough love for you today but we're gonna get through it. (laughs) If you are looking to save money, live more like a minimalist, make your life easier, or just keep clutter at bay, the best thing you can do is to opt out of printed catalogs and coupons. I know, it's a tough one, but I promise you will not miss them after the first month or two. It is amazing how quickly you get over getting those catalogs. Catalogs and coupons are pure marketing efforts. They are designed to make you feel like you need something. They create comparison traps and they make you want something you didn't even know existed just a few minutes before you spied it in the catalog, right? How many times have you been looking through a catalog and gone, oh my gosh, that's so cute. Now I totally want that. Okay. If you hadn't looked in that catalog, you wouldn't even know it existed. You wouldn't have even known you wanted it and you wouldn't have felt deprived for not getting it. So, Stop getting the catalogs. Stop getting the coupons in the mail. Um, they're just designed to make you spend more money. Okay, I promise these things don't make your life easier. Okay, I'm off my soapbox. You know how life doesn't stick to a schedule? Well, why should your paycheck? That's where EarnIn comes in. It's an app that lets you access the money you've earned right when you need it, not just on payday. Imagine this, your dog suddenly needs a vet or your kid has a little accident and needs a dentist, ASAP. We've been there and waiting for your payday in those situations just doesn't make sense and it adds unnecessary stress. With EarnIn, you can pull up to $100 per day or up to $750 each pay period directly from your earnings without the crazy fees or interest rates. It's super simple, download the EarnIn app, verify your paycheck and get access to your earnings as you earn them. You decide what to tip and whatever you use gets settled on your next payday. More than 3.5 million users are finding relief and a sense of security with EarnIn, calling it a lifeline for financial stability. That peace of mind, it's priceless and it could be yours. Ready to give it a try? Download EarnIn today, spelled E A R N I N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the EarnIn app, type in Clutter under podcast when you sign up. It'll really help out the show. That's Clutter under podcast. EarnIn is a financial technology company, not a bank. Subject to your available earnings daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank & Trust, member FDIC.
1: No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, there is a lot to unpack. I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us.
0: So when you need to buy something for your home, for your home, for yourself, or as a gift, It's actually better when you are the one that is in the driver's seat, right? You want to be actively searching for something instead of being the passive receiver of ideas of things that you might like, right? You want to be the one that says, I need this, therefore I will search for it and go get it instead of something coming to you saying, don't you want this? And you think, oh, yeah, I do. That's cute. I want it. So, all right, now I'm off my soapbox. Okay, promise. (laughs) Okay, so how do we get off these lists, right? Well, I'm going to give you several ways to do this. All right, my favorite ways to opt out of these unnecessary papers are as follows. For catalogs, go to catalogchoice.com and select the catalogs that you currently receive. You can unsubscribe from each one right there on their website. And when we lived in our last home or our last apartment, the person that lived there before us, they were catalog junkies. I mean, we got so many catalogs. It took me months to get off all of the lists and I was able to do it, but it did take a little bit of effort. But Catalog Choice saved me so much time and headache. I would have had to call every single catalog um, and, you know, been on hold and done everything, but I was able to do a lot of it online. So highly recommend checking out Catalog Choice because a lot of the catalogs you might be getting because the person that lived there before you signed up for those. And now they're just coming to the current resident and you never even signed up for those in the first place. So those are the kinds of catalogs you could easily get rid of and never, ever miss them. Okay. For credit cards and insurance offers, you can stop these before you even get them by going to optoutprescreen.com. And that's again. That's optoutprescreen.com, and that's going to stop things like credit cards, insurance offers, kind of those financial offers that you get in the mail. Um, if you've seen those a lot, um, so just get out of those. To stop most junk mail, you can go to dmachoice.org. Now, this one does cost a little bit. I think it was two dollars last time I checked, but it is well worth it. You can choose to opt out of entire categories of mail here. So, highly check that one. I highly recommend you check that one out. To avoid coupons for products and services that you don't need, you can opt out at valpack.com. Now, how many times have you gotten that valpack to get the one catalog, to get the one coupon out, right? So now you can opt out of the big thing and then you can still go to the website and print out those coupons that you do want. So you don't have to get rid of all of them. You can still print out the ones you want, but you don't have to worry about getting all of them when you know you're just going to toss most of them anyway. And then how about those store circulars? Are you constantly tossing these too? Well, stop them before they arrive and go to retailmenot.com and you can opt out there. And I'll have links to all of these in the show notes and on my website, so be sure to check them out and go ahead and start opting out of your mail. Let's move on to strategy number three. And this is to realize that we don't actually need to keep all the papers that we have. I used to be one of those people that used to think that I had to keep it all. I had to keep all the papers, Um, I wasn't able to get rid of anything, but that just ended up being way too much for me to keep track of. And thankfully, with the internet, it's so easy to find the information we need when we need it now. It's all at our fingertips. I mean, we all carry the phones around. We can look up anything we need any time of day. And so we don't need a lot of these papers that we've just been conditioned to think we need. For instance, if you keep manuals and user guides, how often have you referred to them anyway? Now, the only exception I would make here is your car. Like we definitely keep our car because those are really pricey to replace. So if we ever want to sell our car, it's kind of important to have the manual. And ours has come in handy. I've looked through it a few times when we've needed to figure out what a light was or what the tire pressure, you know, uh, light, things like that come on. And so it's definitely been handy to have. But for all other manuals, you're likely to Google an answer to your problem or watch a YouTube video instead. So it's really not necessary to keep the manual that you will likely never reference again. And that was a big one in our home. And my file folder was very happy when I put it on the manual fast and tossed all the manuals and user guides and things like that. Um, And I, I have not regretted it. It really hasn't been anything. And you could, like I said, you can look it all up anyway. So Let's try start there, see if you can live without them for a while if you're really nervous, and then you'll be able to uh, toss them. Other papers that I used to keep were receipts for purchases. So these can actually be tossed. I I discovered that these could actually be tossed once I reconciled them to my monthly credit card or bank statement. Now, this was because they were for personal purchases, right? They were things I didn't plan to return. So if you have something that you buy and you're like, I'm not sure I want to keep it, then hold on to the receipt until you decide you do want to keep it or the return window has passed. Um, Now, obviously, you're going to want to keep receipts for business purchases. Um, So I will keep anything that I, you know, purchase for this podcast. Um, I'll make sure that I keep those business receipts. But I actually like to scan them or take a picture of them with my phone because after a while, the ink tends to fade, right? So if I'm having to keep my tax records for seven years, the likelihood that some of these receipts will make it seven years isn't very high. So I make sure that I scan them or take a picture of them so that I can keep the record, but I don't actually need to keep the paper. So a little bit of a caveat there. And really there's not too many papers you need to keep forever. And I think you're gonna know the ones that you do need to keep forever. They're the super important ones and you likely wouldn't get rid of them anyway. So these are gonna be things like birth certificates, social security cards, wills, marriage licenses, adoption papers, death certificates, and records of paid mortgages, right? These are the important ones. We're not going to get rid of those things anyway. The other kinds of papers that people always ask about are tax records, right? And the rule of thumb for tax records is that you need to keep them for seven years. I've heard some people recommend that you only have to keep them for three years. Um, I don't know. That makes me a little nervous. So um, I actually keep paper copies for the last seven years of taxes. And then I keep electronic copies of earlier records because they don't take up much space. I already have them filed away in my folder. And sometimes I like to reference back to them. So anyway, that's how our taxes work in our home. Another category of papers that you'll want to keep um, are active papers, and these are things like contracts, warranties, insurance documents, stock certificates, and property records. Most everything else you can let go of after a year. You want to make sure that they match your year-end tax documents and your income and expenses for the year, but you don't really need to hold on to things once the kind of like that year has ended and kind of closed out and you've moved on. So I do want to give you a pro tip here. I want you to be sure that as you are getting rid of these papers, right? We were talking about all these papers that we've been holding onto for a long time and we're ready to get rid of them now. Well, there's going to be a lot of personal information on these documents. So I want to make sure that you protect your information from identity theft when you are discarding these. So a lot of people will shred them. If you have access to a shredder, fantastic. If you don't, I actually use a security stamp for any of the papers that have our names, our address or any account information. And literally, I just roll over it with the security kind of like ink. And then I can actually recycle these items instead of having to worry about shredding them. Makes it a lot easier on me because we don't actually own a shredder. And I like being able to recycle because it's just better for the environment. However, I highly recommend that you follow the advice in strategy two and actually cut back on the paper that you receive in the first place because that's even better for the environment. And so there you go. You have three strategies that should help you significantly reduce the paper clutter in your home. But if you would like more help, I recommend you check out my Paper Clutter Rescue eBook. It's part of my Home Systems Power Pack. And this eBook has strategies for tackling the piles of paper clutter already in your home It helps you create an emergency binder that will help you be prepared if a crisis strikes, and it ends with paper storage ideas and solutions so that you can keep the papers that you do need organized and easily accessible. And you can find the Home Systems Power Pack in the show notes or on my website, along with the links from the resources that I mentioned today at wannabeclutterfree.com slash 136. Again, that's wannabeclutterfree.com forward slash the number 136. And with that, it's time to turn to you. Which of these three strategies will you work on first? Come on over to the Wannabe Minimalist family group on Facebook and share. I would love to know, and I want to cheer you on as you tackle your paper clutter. I can't wait to hear how they help you get your paper clutter under control. And with that, I hope you have a fabulous day, and I will see you back here next week. I'm Deanna Yates, and you've been listening to Wannabe Minimalist. Cheers.